0: On the Record with White House correspondent April Ryan. Hurricane season ends November 1st, but it's still in full effect. So, what do you do with the displaced? And speaking of November, there is a new enrollment period for the Affordable Care Act. And what do you do with that, especially since this administration is looking to downgrade ACA? You're listening to On the Record. I'm April Ryan with On the Record. Hurricanes and storms have devastated some of the southernmost portions of this nation and the Caribbean. Once rescue and recovery is over, the next phase, that is a major one, is to house the displaced. In Texas, most of those affected by Hurricane Harvey did not have flood insurance. So what do you do with those who have to rebuild and or lost housing as Mother Nature's monster storms wreaked havoc? Homeland Security Advisor Tom Bossert.
1: We talked about housing quite a bit. Uh, what's happening now is HUD, in cooperation with FEMA and state and local officials, are starting to get together the available housing stock, both available rental <coughs> stock, uh, manufactured housing which often uh, fits a need in this in this type of disaster, uh, but also available housing stock for uh, those who receive assistance under HUD programs, uh, uh, Section 8 in particular. So we're trying to put all of those housing stock solutions and all of those government programs together, think through what's available and how people might utilize that. Uh, right now, FEMA is doing that in a planning section but their operators are focused on saving lives. If I could, uh, one additional point there. Uh, This will be a housing challenge, uh, but I don't want to concede uh, any kind of housing uh, lack of coordination. What we'll have to do is allow a lot of this to unfold. And so, when I say 100,000, some portion of those homes were affected with two foot of water or less. Some were affected with eight foot of water or more. And you'll have to look at a case by case basis uh, the people and their uh, whether they're underwater financially and underwater actually. uh, And and we'll have to work with the mortgage lenders and others as we address those problems.
0: During Katrina, there was a big issue of when the people received housing, temporary housing, rent prices went up dramatically. Is there any kind of safety net or safeguard that that will not happen, that the survivors will not be gouged uh, when they go into these temporary housing situations?
1: Yeah, no, you just used an important word, and I'll make a really clear point right now. The gouging will not be tolerated. Jeff Sessions and the President of the United States will not tolerate gouging. Uh, Anybody that's going to go out and try to take advantage of a disaster victim ought to expect law enforcement to come down on them with a hammer. Uh, That's not acceptable on a regular day. It's certainly not acceptable when people are suffering. Uh, What we'll do is use the latitude that we have under the law to come back to your first administrative point and uh, provide a fair market value rental rate that's a little bit higher than 100% to accommodate the uh, natural uh, demand and supply uh, tensions.
0: You're listening to On the Record. I'm April Ryan with On the Record. Let's talk about the Affordable Care Act at the November enrollment period.
2: My name is Anton Gunn, and I'm the former director of external affairs at uh, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, currently a health care consultant.
0: So November 1 is approaching. Um, We have a few more uh, weeks. What would you tell people?
2: Uh, I would tell people is to find out today what's in your health insurance plan Call your insurance company, uh, if you have coverage today, and ask them, um, am I going to be able to re-enroll under the Affordable Care Act in November? And get an answer from directly from your company. If you don't have insurance today, go to healthcare.gov and get as much information as you can about the process coming up in November. And uh, even work with your local healthcare organizations, like your hospitals and federally qualified health centers, community based organizations, there are a lot of people who are still going to try and help you to get covered and help you to get enrolled in coverage. But you got to do the reach out yourself, you got to take some of the leadership and the ownership to reach out and try to get covered. um, Because the administration is actually doing nothing to help people to get covered in the United States of America. And that's a sad thing.
0: Anton, former President uh, Barack Obama, I used to love a slogan that you had when it came to ACA and, and efforts to attract a minority America? What was that slogan?
2: Um, we had a lot of lot of things that we said. Um, but I think the main thing for us is that um, everybody needs to be covered. And we were real clear, and real focused that we needed to make sure that we talked to young people, African Americans in particular, is that you don't need to get caught without having health insurance coverage. Hmm.
0: So at a time in 2017 when there are efforts to repeal and replace or just totally abolish ACA, um, what does it look like you don't want to be caught without uh, insurance right now? I mean, how does that uh, marry? I mean, what happens now?
2: Well, it's, it's a dangerous time, and I'll, I'll be real clear about it that a lot of people have been lulled into a sense of safety in the fact that there was a vote on repealing and replacing the Affordable Care Act in uh, July and it didn't it didn't pass and so a lot of people think that the battle is over or the war has been won but the current administration has intentionally and systematically um, have taken about a process to make it difficult for people to get coverage and maintain coverage and so there were uh, dollars resource dollars have people do outreach and enrollment, which is effectively, uh, like I talk about it, uh, if I was talking about it in hip-hop, if you're putting out a new album, you got to have a street team to go out there and tell people about what's coming and where they can get your music. Well, effectively, the Trump administration has taken away the street team for the Affordable Care Act, so there, there are no dollars for enrollment and outreach to let people know how they can sign up for coverage, how they can enroll for coverage. And again, many people live their lives not necessarily thinking about health insurance every single day. But if they get told that you have this time to sign up for coverage, they'll do it. And if you've got somebody to help them enroll in coverage, they'd be happy to receive that help. But when you take away the enrollers, when you take away the dollars to do that marketing and education enrollment, and then when you close the window or shorten the window for enrollment, it makes it very, very difficult for people. So now we're out trying to, help people to get and maintain coverage, and we have a much shorter window to enroll them in coverage. We only have between November 1st and December 15th. So that is going to make it difficult for people to get covered and to stay covered.
0: So why should someone, come November 1, understanding what this president is trying to do um, with repeal and replace and um, Obamacare, um, why should someone November one, who doesn't have insurance, say, I want to go onto the website and enroll because you still can. But why would they?
2: Yes. Well, um, hopefully, by now, after having the ACA for the last um, four years, um, this being another open enrollment period that they would understand that health insurance is important. We know that it takes time. Uh, you have to do something six or seven times before it becomes a an habit. And so we're hoping that people will know that they need to enroll in coverage. But again, when this is not a daily conversation for you, I mean, the security of healthcare is that when something goes wrong, you have it. But if nothing is going wrong, you're not thinking about it. And so we hope that people would have gotten a message by now, but we know that a lot of people don't. Because again, people who are 19 years old today weren't 19 in the first open enrollment period. So health insurance coverage wasn't the thing that they were thinking about four years ago, but they might be thinking about it now. And so that's why the dollars are important. That's why knowing that you can go to healthcare.gov and get coverage is important or or talking to people in your state. And so it's really important, but sometimes it's hard to assess why or why not people would do it because their circumstances change and are so different on a regular basis.
0: So tell me the stats. I mean, you know, when you guys started uh, to make this happen, uh, you were focusing on everyone, but there was a big push for urban and minority America, um, particularly towards the end. What were the numbers like?
2: So, I mean, to be real about it, um, the Affordable Care Act is a public policy that benefits everybody, no matter who you are. If you need to buy coverage on your own, you could get it through the ACA. But we know that a disproportionate number of the uninsured people in the United States of America were black and brown people in urban areas and also in rural areas, they tend to be uninsured because they work jobs that don't provide health coverage or maybe they're unemployed altogether. And so we knew that it was critical for us to do outreach and enrollment in African-American communities because our uninsured rate at the time was upwards of 25, 26, 27% in most African-American communities. And so getting coverage would be a big difference. And in some places we've lowered the uninsured rate down to less than 10 percent in some communities of color but in other states these states who still didn't expand medicaid the insurance rates are still 17 18 but that's still a 10 percent percentage change from where we were before so this push to the african-american community um, when i was on the tom jordan morning show and steve Harvey show and russ Parr show it was all in a way to make sure people knew that this was for you this is an opportunity for you to get yourself your family, your children, your grandchildren covered uh, under the Affordable Care Act, and how they can go and enroll in coverage. Uh
0: And two more things. So, Anton, one of the things that really just jumped out at me was the fact that you had people who lived in uh, Appalachia, in Kentucky. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the craziest stories that I'd ever heard. Um, And it was about the message, how the message did not get out. Um, people in Appalachia were saying, oh, I love the Affordable Care Act, poorest people in the nation. I love the Affordable Care Act, but I hate Obamacare. <laughs> what is the psyche about this? I mean, this I, I, it's the same thing. It's just the fact that the Republicans changed the name wanting to make it um negative and president obama embraced it and it became obamacare it it turned into an affectionate piece i guess you know he said president obama said yes if you want to call it obamacare yes i do care so talk to me about the psyche about this
2: yeah so i think this this really goes to the to the base of Uh, American politics and divisiveness, what the Republicans and a lot of outside interests with lots of money and dollars wanted to do is to delegitimize Barack Obama as a president. Even after he won, remember Mitch McConnell said, you know, it's my job as Senate Majority Leader to make sure that he's a one-term president. So their intent from day one was to delegitimize and undermine his ability to be successful as a president. So how do you do that? is by you try to find ways to detract on anything that he does, whether it's good or great or bad, is to say that it's all bad. And so when the Affordable Care Act got framed up, their point was to make it a bad thing, that Obama is making socialized medicine or he's forcing Americans to buy health insurance coverage, but knowing that that's a good thing for people to have health insurance coverage. So when people in Appalachia and Kentucky and Virginia and South Carolina and these states found that they can get health insurance coverage, they were happy about getting health insurance coverage. But what they weren't happy about is whatever their politicians were telling them is a bad thing that Barack Obama's trying to do. So you had this cognitive dissonance between the American public. I remember watching uh, Jimmy Kimmel, or maybe it's Jimmy Fallon, asking the question, do you like Obamacare, or do you like the Affordable Care Act? And people would say, oh, I I hate Obamacare. I don't think we should be doing that. But I think the Affordable Care Act is a good thing, and it's because they have been given so many mixed messages by leaders who are trying to delegitimize the president. They don't know left from right, up from down, red from blue, and good from bad. And so that's what we got, and we continue to have that to this day because, again, there's there's less positive information being shared and more uh irrelevant and nonsensical information being shared with people and people sometimes can't make the heads of tails that's why we need great journalists like you to tell the truth because so many other people are telling people that the truth is fake news and fake news is, is truth and so we have to have truth and that's what the american public has been missing literally since before barack obama became president
0: and lastly um president obama when he was president would say you know if someone has a good idea that we can fix you know some things that need to be fixed or tweaked let's do it um you know seven years later there's still consternation about this they can't come up with a a plan that keeps people on the plan but even with all of this back and forth there are still some issues some people are concerned about premiums deductibles i mean and so on and so on what do you say needs to really be fixed
2: well um there's so many things that that um i say, and I'll give you just a couple simple ones that I think would have a tremendous impact. And that is number one, Medicaid expansion. When it was written into the ACA, it was designed to happen in all 50 states and territories. meaning that when the ACA passed, as it was, every state was supposed to expand Medicaid, which really would allow lower income families who can't afford premiums. You might work, you might have a job but your job doesn't provide health coverage and you can't afford to pay a health insurance premium, you could be eligible for Medicaid if you were under 138% of poverty. And for a family of four, that could be $35,000 a year. That was the initial design. But the Supreme Court basically changed the ACA and told states, you can't be forced to do Medicaid. You can do it if you want to, but if you don't want to. States like South Carolina, states like Georgia, Virginia, and several others made the decision not to expand Medicaid. And when they decided not to expand Medicaid, that left millions of people uninsured who should have gotten insurance through Medicaid. So we really want to take a first step to fix the Affordable Care Act and improve upon it. It is giving those low-income families who can't afford to buy premiums the opportunity to get Medicaid. That would be the first thing. The second thing we can do is to put their reinsurance pool back into place. And what do I mean by that? Marco Rubio ushered a provision through the Senate in 2015, uh, late 2015, early 2016, that literally took away what we call a pool of resources to help insurance companies get reimbursement when they take a lot of losses for covering a lot of sick people who may have gotten coverage under the ACA. So the reason why you have states in counties where there's only one health insurance plan that is still operating in those states is because those other plans who were operating in those markets started taking large financial losses, and the ACA was supposed to make them whole when they lost those resources. But Marco Rubio helped pass a provision in the Senate that took that away from the Affordable Care Act. So again, the Republican leadership has done everything in its power to undermine the ACA. And those states that didn't expand Medicaid all had Republican governors or Republican-controlled legislatures to not take the Medicaid expansion. So, again, this is the partisanship that took a pretty good law that wasn't perfect, didn't have all of the bells and whistles to solve every challenge. But it was a great foundation, and they undermined that foundation at every opportunity they get, starting with Marco Rubio and starting with these governors, who didn't expand Medicaid for people in their states who are lower income.
0: With this week's On The Record, I'm AURN White House correspondent, April Ryan. Don't forget to subscribe to On The Record on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. If you like what you hear, leave a five-star review. On The Record, a product of American Urban Radio Networks.
1: This is the story of the one.